Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big BJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we're going to talk about some history. Right? We're going to have a historic conversation. Um, I want to put something on the floor. Right? I want to put something on the table that I've always wanted to have a discussion about. Um, Because like the elders say... You know, if you don't know your history, you may be doomed to repeat it, right? So you have to know what you're looking for, and you can know what you're looking for in the future if you know the symptoms and signs of something from the past, right? Also, it's important that as a black and brown person, you know yourself. Like, you just got to know yourself. Being that you know yourself, you also have to know your enemy, right? Because there is a people group that is amongst us that totally believe in operating underneath a spirit and or energy in which we call or we identify it by saying, the spirit of technology, right? It's on them, it's in them, <laughs> it's around them. And technology is the science of using tricks, lies, and deceit, right? With that, these people have a nature, and their nature is captivity. Corruption and disproportion, right? Which means, you know, I may use some colorful language. I might come out and say devil and Satan and this is the land of Shaitan and I can say all this whole kind of stuff, right? <laughs> you can say, you may not agree with your brother VJ. You may not agree with your uncle VJ and it's okay. But sometimes when you put your feelings to the side and you look at the facts, if we take a thousand years of history, which is pretty short, you know, the world has been around for millions of years. But if you just take a thousand cutout year of history, just that little block, and you just compare your relationship to these people, not just in America, North America, South America, when they caught you in the continent all through Africa, right? Uh, when they caught you in the India world, we're talking about East India world. When they caught you in the Asian world, when they caught you in Australia, whenever you came in contact with these people, no matter where on the planet you ran into them, our people soon figured out that immediately after the contact, somebody was going in captivity, which was us. Then we start to notice the corruption and then we start to notice the disproportion. It just follows them everywhere we go, right? It's important that we have these conversations because if you kind of look at the media just a little bit, we're talking about major media platforms because truth be told, nobody is really listening to major media platforms anymore. They're just not. 
the grassroots people have the attention of the people. That's the reality. Nobody, we don't really know what's going on in the news. But of big people out of the village with big names and platforms like Tariq Nasheed or Dr. Umar and others, if they just get a telephone and go live, they're going to get the attention of the people. This is something that no journalist at ABC can do. BSNBC can do. You know what I'm saying? MSNBC. None of these guys can do that. CNN, we don't we don't rock with those guys like that. None of those journalists or anybody that works for any of these major media, they can't go live on their phone and thousands of people are going to just tune in and see what they got to say. It's not happening. The grassroots have the attention of the people, right? When you start to see out of Capitol Hill buzzing, right? This thing about reparations sounds good. Because you, you hear it from the federal level, it's some talking. Then you hear it from the state level, it's some more talking. But when we look at the history of it, we're saying, I'm not so sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I'm not so sure because it's like you begin to see the devil in real time from the 1500s all the way up to today going all around the planet, pillaging, killing, and stealing. And he put himself in a good position by putting you down through the process of, of what we call captivity or custody, right? Because Many of our people, we all say we free, but captivity doesn't mean anything but custody, right? So if me, you and I want to go get married, we just can't do it ourselves. We got to go ask him. We got to go ask boss. We got to ask massa to get married. Uh, when we want to purchase a home, we got to ask massa. When you want your water, lights, your utilities cut on, you got to go down there and talk to massa about it. You want to, you know, your children's growing up and you want to put them in a vehicle you got to take them to Massa so they can get certified to get the driver's license. Whatever rules that they put in front of you, you got to follow it. You like going hunting? Cool. Massa give you a season to go hunting. You got to go talk to him. Now, everybody's free. We're free, right? But you soon see that anything you want to do in this country, you kind of like have to go and ask Massa, is it okay if you do it? Even if you get tired of this country, you say, man, I'm going to take a vacation. I just want to get away. He created a passport system <laughs> that you have to come and ask him, can you leave the country? Right. And we just seen through a pandemic, beloved, that many of us just trying to move around a little bit. When you try to get into Florida, Florida was turning people around like, no, because this is custody, beloved. Everybody that's black and brown is underneath these people's custody. We don't like to say it that way or accept it that way, but it is what it is. So when we had a conversation like we are about reparations, these people have stolen everything to put their children, children, children in a position to be over you. Right. That's why the white minister is sending Reverend Porkchop to you so they can preach to you Ephesians six and five to get that drilled in your mind. Because if Porkchop don't know nothing, Porkchop know Ephesians 6 and 5. Everybody know what that's come, that, that's what it is. And they get that on you because 
This is your calling through the hermetic myth or the hermetic theory, right? So we're hearing the words of reparations, reparations, and now it's on our level. We're beating the drum now because this is what our people do. We get the drum, we're beating the drum. So I want to have a conversation about a couple instances just showing you the pattern of the man that we're dealing with, right? How about we just do that? We ain't going to do a real deep dive. I'm going to keep it real shallow. I'm going to just pick something out Wikipedia. We got it already up and loaded. And then after that, I'm going to read another website, another article in which it talks about the rise and fall of like Jim Crow. We're going we're gonna to keep everything in Oklahoma because the foundation of it all, we're going to talk about oil, which is a resource. And then once I show you this, these two situations, then I can show you patterns all around the world. It follows the same thing because it's in their nature. We talk in reparations. And sometimes I have already made podcasts. I'm already like, man, I ain't for no reparations because this shit, it really don't even make sense concept wise when you start doing the numbers about how the United States came into power and who served what and how it kind of, it's in the archives you want to listen to it. But not only that, at the end of the day, well, I know the guy's nature that's coming out of Capitol Hill. I mean, he just who he is. So we already know, well, the nature that follows him is captivity, corruption, and disproportion. Whatever he comes up with is not going to be fair. It's not in his nature to be fair. It's a trick. It's just not his nature. And I have to press that upon the village so you could we can all see it the same way. Um, beloved, it's not in a cheetah's or a lion's or a tiger's nature to do something for the cattle and the beast of the field. It just ain't in their nature. All they know how to do just destroy the beast of the field they don't really know how to do anything else they don't really so the lion can't go set up a system right or the hyena can't go set up a system that's gonna fare out well for the deer the lamb and it's not gonna work it's because it's not his nature to do that so when you just see or you hear some murmuring or some talking like yeah they no, they're not gonna they're thieves and they're robbers by nature they just didn't do this to you you're not the unlucky one out of the bunch everywhere they went on the planet i gotta press this upon your heart every single where they went on the planet south america central america to the islands north america all throughout africa india world all throughout the asian world everywhere they went when they got in contact with dark people you ended up at the bottom everywhere that's by design every single where now they're gonna come back after all the stealing and robbing they doing and say, Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna cut y'all a check to make it fair. Okay. <laughs> okay. Man, they giving them people in Ukraine billions of dollars with no problem. No problem. Nobody is saying nothing. I think the dude got so arrogant in Ukraine. He came out and was like, man, the United States owes like six more billion. I was like, damn, look at the audacity. He's talking about our money. The federal government ain't got no goddamn money. This is the money they're getting from us. We can collect it together and send it over there. Now, you don't see the guineas saying nothing. The mix ain't saying nothing. The small hats don't say nothing. Because the small hats still ain't going to say nothing because Israel's they getting they cut. The minute it come around to give you something, Billy Bob got something to say. Billy Joe got something to say. 
they come out of the woods they come out of the caves they have so much to say because they it's important to them that you don't have nothing you have absolutely nothing and we're going to talk about it as far as history right how about that before we go into to history i just want to say one more thing uh shout out to our brother tyler perry um man if you get the opportunity make sure you go to atlanta and see the brother's studio just keep in mind that the man did all this in one lifetime we know somebody said that somebody gonna go and come back and all of that he ain't do all that. he did it in one lifetime he said a goal he did it we gotta honor that right he set that goal beloved and he did it paramount small hatch that running is kind of giving him the runaround with them purchasing bet right so i just want to say to our brother because we know sherry is running the show down there paramount that's the same uh that's that devil that was giving nick cannon a hard time about his show because nick thought he owned his show and then when he looked at the contract because all the lawyers and all them working cahoots with each other he figured out goddamn he didn't even own the show we're talking about wilder now this is a person that's sitting at the table across from my brother tyler and tyler was saying good things about it and all that now all of a sudden they trying to stick our brother from atlanta with a three billion dollar price tag for for the sale of bet now this is the age of the internet i'm like damn tyler can go do his own thing and you're trying to stick the man with it but this is the <laughs> disproportion follow these people now you know what i mean corruption follow these people we get it but it's just like it's imperative to me that we take the time to salute our brother from the third ward because people forget that man is from new orleans he lived in his car he had a dream he had a goal he did it in one lifetime beloved so shout out to him you understand what i'm saying not only our brother tyler perry we're gonna just give some shout outs to ownership because our brother ice cube it's the summertime and the big league uh the big three it's uh it's coming back on air and um he has a, a battle that he's fighting with small hatch the nba silverman is against him they're doing funny style shit to tear our brothers down that's why i don't watch tv like that anyway you know that i don't even look at tv like that anyway but we got to get to a place in black america where when these folks become an enemy to one of us they got to become an enemy to all of us you know what I'm saying? We I don't watch no Wild and Out no more. When they pulled that shit with Nick, I wasn't a big fan of the show anyway. But my children used to watch it. But when that shit kind of happened, I don't watch that shit. I I don't watch the NBA already. I'm not going to even give him my ratings. I'm not interested. But I am interested in the big three. Now he got a small hat, Jeff, on the team. It's clear that Cube is the owner, right? Because Ice Cube is the sole owner. He operates the big three. Um, the league is worth 160 million dollars um he just sold a team to uh to d god i believe the last team for like almost a half a million dollars which means that he's still building the league people can jump in and buy and purchase things on the league still but he's independent for the most part yeah like i said his partner minority owner right minority owner he's a small hat but cube got the lion's share we want to see our brother get him out the way too let's just put that on the table as well because that shit kind of worked funny when you do that 
you think he's your buddy he's in the back working against you so they can but maybe all that is a different story for different day they always kind of got some funny style shit working against you Tyler Perry is trying to close out the deal to finalize his majority share of BET. Now, the brother already owns 25% of BET. Nobody really knows that. They don't talk about that part. He got damn, he got a quarter of it already. He just coming back to get the lion's share. He got a small hat battle to deal with. Ice Cube is independent. He's a black boss, ownership, entrepreneur. He dealing with the goddamn Silverman over there and those small hats that's over the network. We just want to give our brothers some loop to say, man, we support you guys. And, um, beloved, if we can tune in to Ice Cube's League, let's do it. Let's support our brother, right? Because, see, he's not in the in crowd. Can't you see? See, massive boys and the handkerchief heads, see, they don't stand next to our brother Cube. Just think about this now. The man got his own league. And he's selling teams for a half a million dollars. You can purchase your own team in your brother's league for a half a million dollars, right? There is no Diddy to show up to do that. Now, these Negroes drive around Maybachs and all this old kind of shit that costs much more than that, but Dick. There is no Diddy around. There is no Jermaine Dupree's around, right? There is no Jay-Z's to purchase a team. You don't see them because they're in the small hat's pocket. When you... Are standing alone the word is already on you that they're trying to destroy you that's why we love our brother so much this is what they do you don't even have to be a big time millionaire our brother right now Abdul Muhammad in the city of Chicago is catching hell in the school board he's a teacher he made it to be a principal the devils don't want to work for him they're trying to out him as a principal in Chicago man because he belongs, man, our brother Abdul Muhammad, he belongs to the nation of Islam, brother. The school in Inglewood is 75% black. So this is what O'Block and all these Dirks and all these people is from. And now you have a an original man that was voted in to be the principal, but the staff is devils. See, all of the see the school is black, the staffs is devils, and they giving our brother, Mr. Muhammad, a hard time. Over there in Chicago. Now. See. It's in their nature. They don't want to answer to original man. They feel like they failed. When they have to come to work every day. And look at the face of God. The devil has to answer. To the face of God. Every day. He don't want to do that. He's not interested, he's not interested in doing that. He's not interested in. The original man standing over your shoulder saying, you know, you're supposed to do it like this. You're supposed to do it like that. Because, I mean, not for nothing, they're going to overwork the brother. I mean, just think a righteous person over devils all day here. I mean, he's going to have gray hair in no time. Yet and still, you can just see how he would be a rock over our children's mind in Inglewood section of Chicago. And they're giving our brother Abdul Muhammad a heart. So if we got brothers and sisters from Chicago listening... Man, make sure we support our brother in the shot. Because they're trying to give him a hard time. But this is what the devil does, right? So I just wanted to say all that to say this. Black ownership is important. They're fighting our people still every step of the way. So we're going to go back in history. And we're going to see if this reparations thing is going to fit in the future when we look at the whole grand scheme of things. Because they see a few of us got out of the web. 
that's the ice cubes that's the tyler perry's that's the entertainers that that's not in the in group we can see these guys in, in the in group right so all right let's uh let's cook a little bit i had this up for a while we just talking and talking and again this is no deep dive uh the osage indian murders this is again wikipedia um i put the link up we all know where wikipedia is at but it's cool i still put the link up in any event i want to read a couple of paragraphs and then i'm just going to show you your open enemy right dig that he, he's not your your closet enemy the devil is no judas right he's that's not him he's no judas He's your open enemy. He's out in front. Everybody knows it. He's not hiding his hand. It's him. Right? The Osage Indian murders were a series of murders of Osage Native Americans in Osage County, Oklahoma. This is during 1910s to 1930s. Newspapers describe the increasing number of unsolved murders as the reign of terror lasting from 1921 to 1926. Beloved, let's put a pin in that, those dates, right? Because we're going to show you right now, we're talking about our red brother, who is uh, part of the 19 million of the original family, 17 plus the two. Um, right off the back, we see that it was a lot of unsolved murders with our red brothers out there in Oklahoma, meaning that um, see the devil works together in all levels. From that cricket cracker at the bottom all the way up to the cricket cop. They're in family with they family with each other. The uncles ain't gonna arrest the nephew, he ain't gonna go pick up Rusty. Who just did what he did and jumped in the back of that pickup truck. Because that's... He got to eat dinner with Rusty later. Right? That's his grandson. That's his son. That's his brother. That's his uncle. They all work together. Some 60 or more wealthy, full-blooded Osage Indians were reported killed from 1918 to 1931. The numbers were probably higher than that. Newer investigations indicate that other suspicious deaths during this time could be more misreported or covered up murders, including people who were heirs to future fortunes, right? Now, it's one thing to count the murders. You can't count all the murders because some people come up missing. And then you can't count who was just wounded, visually assaulted, scared off. So you can never document all that. This is trauma we're talking about now. Some of the murders were committed for the purposes of taking over land and wealth of Osage members whose land was producing valuable oil and who each had head rights that earned lucrative annual royalties. Investigation by law enforcement, including the Bureau of uh, Investigation, they call it the FBI now. But that's what it used to be called back in the day. The Bureau of Investigation revealed extensive corruption among local officials involved in the Osage Guardian Program. Most of the murders were never prosecuted. I want you to put a pin in that. 
the FBI went down there at the time. It's BOI. They seen everything, documented everything. Nobody went to jail. Right? Just think about this now. We ain't talking about some shit 200 years ago. This is early 1900s. <laughs> we ain't talking about slavery days. We talking about early 1900s. Right? Most of the murders were not prosecuted. Some men were convicted and sentenced including William Hale who ordered the murders of his nephew's wife and other members of her family to gain control of their oil rights. Let's stop. Um, I'm going to give you a little backstory on that. Black folks and red folks lived in a territory or the south of the country territory we call the United States on the southeast portion which we call the south today and then there was something called um, the Trail of Tears in which the Red Brothers and Black Brothers was forcibly moved from the southeast to Oklahoma right alright the reason why Oklahoma was given to our people both black and red because see the devil thought it was the poor part of the United States it was worthless it was nothing there right so he just throw our people both black and red in the middle of nowhere thinking that they would not prosper uh, what they did not know by 1901 the red fork field was called the oil capital of the world. This is Tulsa. See, the devil didn't know that. What happened is that when they found out that the place was oil rich to make you a millionaire, we ain't talking about a millionaire now. We're talking about a millionaire in the 1900s. Murder followed the hearts of those people and it led them to your people. Both black and red. Now let's just um, let's cook on that for a minute, right? Let's let that cook for a minute because our people running around right now, right? Um, a hundred years later, talking about reparations, right? And I'm just showing you the nature of the people you're asking reparations from. They purposely tried to give these people nothing. I want to make it real clear, beloved. I want to make it real clear. They scouted out the territory to put them in and they made sure it was nothing there. But the great spirit rests on us. The original people of the planet Earth. <laughs> Black, brown, red, and yellow. So a way was made. Right? But then the devil is still present. He tracked you down. And killed you to get you off of that land. And he put you in the poor part and you still were successful anyway. His nature is not to see you with nothing beloved. He make up different rumors because this wasn't the story at first. They was cooking up old cockamamie stories about. Why they had to go in there and kill your red brothers and sisters off. They just started making up shit. You know what I'm saying? Just like they make up shit today when they shoot Junebug down. 
because the minute they get in the presence of an original person they they're already threatened they look at you as a savage they fit for their life and then they end up murdering you and then you were murdered to the tomb i'm talking about black man i'm talking about they're murdering your brother the red man so much so they wasn't even solving the murders they wasn't trying to solve the murders this is just what it is right keep in mind they did this after they pit you and him against each other because both of y'all was always here together <laughs> no 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 you from africa <laughs> you from africa oh y'all we shipped over 20 million people here yeah okay <laughs> right 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 let's take a look at something else let's take a look at something else i want to um go to the different website i said damn man i said look at the devil when they at the very because i want to get that last sentence off that wikipedia where it says william hale he killed his own nephew wife because he just and other members of her family to get control of the oil rights you got us this is a different kind of devil beloved this is a, he's different now he's not like he's different let's take a look at something else though right let's do that how about we do that tulsa really begins to become a boom town after oil is discovered much of it was drilled on land owned by indigenous and black people Backed by the government, white settlers tried to seize control of the land. Oklahoma passed a law where white guardians were appointed to children whose land allotments had struck oil. Guardians handled the money that was being brought in from the oil. We're talking about millions and millions of dollars, and not in today's money, in that day's money. Warrior Renty, his family's land had struck oil and they had appointed a white guardian to his children. The argument was that the parents were incompetent. AJ was there. They went over and spoke to this newly appointed guardian and Warrior told him, the day that you are a guardian of my children is the day you will die. Warrior was arrested Thus, the expose of the guardianship racket began. AJ not only managed to prevail in the case so that Warrior was awarded guardianship over all of his children, they started the Negro Guardianship League so that they could help others who were part of this awful racket. And Oklahoma is a unique space in terms of the number of African-American towns that were established. Some suggest upwards of 50 African-American towns. Between 1924 and 1928, Reverend S.S. Jones was going around documenting this sort of self-determined, vibrant African-American communities. You see the African-American educators, doctors, lawyers, landowners, oil barons, and I think that's what's so remarkable about this footage. To 
think that individuals how many years out of slavery are now owning oil wells that are producing 2,000 barrels a day. Is that not the ultimate American dream? Is that not the ultimate American story? It flies in the face of what I think some people consider part of African-American history and culture. And I think that that was one of the things that Oklahoma and what S.S. Jones is really kind of showing is that that African-American history and culture is not a monolith. And in a way, it became kind of like a marketing tool to encourage individuals to migrate, to move there, that this is a place where you can live, you can thrive and peacefully reside. There were still palpable racial tensions. There are lynchings, there's Jim Crow segregation, there's all of these things, and you still have an African-American community or many communities that really speak to the fortitude and resilience of Black people in this country. All right, this is another website called um, 13.org. We're going to talk about the Tulsa riot of 1921. Let me see how I blow it up a little bit. So can I get these? So we can all see. How about how about that? Can you see that, guys, right there? Look a little better. Um, many of our people don't know that their people was in the oil business. Big money at that time. Six figures. Seven figures, hell, the upper five figures. Man, so many of our people was walking around with $70,000, $80,000, man, at that time. The schools was at a high level. Everything was at a super high level. Um, but then, of course, you're dealing with your open enemy. So let's just read and see what happened. By 1921, Tulsa was booming thanks to the discovery of oil. And many African Americans had also prospered. Most black people live in the racially segregated, quote unquote, Greenwood section of the city, which contained stores, shops, hotels, banks, newspapers, schools, theaters, and restaurants. Greenwood had several wealthy black entrepreneurs and was sometimes called the Black Wall Street of America. By 1921, membership in the Ku Klux Klan, which means that term, Ku Klux Klan means the Invisible Empire. See, they always find it. They leave that part out. They don't never tell you what the words mean. It means Invisible Empire, right? Empire has what? When it comes to military soldiers, sergeants, lieutenants, majors, right? Colonels, right? Generals. And what do those people do day by day? By day? Because they're invisible. Doctors, lawyers, architects, construction workers. Hmm? Come on now. Come on. Talk to me, beloved. They're in real estate. You don't think that when they start doing all this redlining, this is all shit just coincidental. Anytime you go to the city, all the Negroes just pushed in the same side of this. And then when they bring our Latino brothers in, all the brown brothers always end up on a certain. No, these guys is working in the front office. They make sure they put enmity between you and your brother first. Of course, that that is 
that go without saying. It's just interesting. You think you just get moved around the city? No, it's you're dealing with the invisible empire. Because this goes all the way up to the doctors, the lawyers, the senators, the judges, the governor. See, they all in cahoots with each other because they, they make a plan on you, then they eat dinner later with each other. They go golfing with each other. They go swimming with each other. They go do coke together. We talking about people that come right out of a cave. The membership in the Ku Klux Klan was rapidly spreading throughout America and an active chapter had been formed in Tulsa. Okay, let's stop. You know why it was formed in Tulsa? Because you were doing well. You were doing good. This bothered them. Now these are people that stole the whole country. Damn, you got the whole country, bro. You put us in the poor part or what you thought is the poor part. It wasn't. We doing well. The young people say, well, just take the L. Nobody's not taking the L. No, they're not taking the L. <laughs> they don't want to see you have. When you go deeper into this article and this website, they give you the story about what happened with the race riots in Tulsa. They tell you it's something about an elevator. And the so-called white woman, something's going on. And then the kooka, they came back. And, no, 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 no. No, that's not what's really happening. It's over the oil. See, in the early 20th century, oil was discovered in Tulsa. And the land was owned already by the red and the black people already. The red man and the black man had it already. Then Oklahoma passed laws. That allow white settlers to seize control of the land by appointing, they put what they would call white guardians. You got to do your own research, beloved. They put white guardians over children who lived on the land that the oil was over. All the so-called white guardians did was come and beat them out of their money. It, it was a whole play. And then when they couldn't, because, you know, fathers were stepping up and they wasn't going to allow their children to get beat out of this and get beat out of that. The clan came in later. They all working together. So when they start telling you that story about Tulsa, oh, man, you know, it was a woman that did this and that. And then it was Memorial Day weekend. You'd be like, come on, dog. <laughs> this shit sound like a cover up. Oh, it was a lynch mob that came through the crew. But then if it's a lynch mob that came through, what was the police at? If the lynch mob just came on through, where's the police? What? No, they was all in it together. The National Guard, they was all in it together. They did not want to see you win. Now, when you learn this, beloved, you know what you look at different? What they told you about Columbia. You look at Columbia different now. Right? We look at Cuba different now. Now we got to take a look at Afghanistan and say, well, we got to look at this shit different now. Because we already know about Vietnam. It was over the, the opium over there. It's a, see, it's a natural resource. Every time there's a war and you see the devil against people of color, what I'm trying to say in short is it's a natural resource behind it. See, when I talked about Colombia, that's cocaine. It's, it's about the cocaine over there. It's always a natural resource behind it. United States didn't go into Kuwait just to help and they had a problem with Saddam Hussein. Just, no, no, no. It's oil over that. Everything is about, it has nothing to do with humanity. 
doesn't exist. It's a resource, man. They're sitting wherever they're sitting. And they would travel all across the world to make sure black and brown people don't even have anything. They're working behind the scenes to make sure Haiti don't have anything. It's all about them not having and the them is you. Beloved, this is your open enemy now. You think this man is going to just listen to our people. They got the drum beating. Cut the check. Cut the check. I'm like, this nigga, they're not this devil. <laughs> He's going to give you something to be, to, to be competitive with his grandkids, grandkids. It's not happening, bro. No. And if he gives you anything, it's a trick behind it. Man, I'm going to tell you how this is. This guy got no respect. You know, the devil fixed it so the churches don't have to pay taxes, right? It sounds like a cool thing. And they kind of have to, like, register themselves. It's like a nonprofit. You know what I'm saying? They have to kind of do this thing. But see, when you do that, you're making a deal with the state. You see what I'm saying? See, it, they give you something. But if you turn the label to the side when they give you anything, it's a side effect associated with that. So they'll just show you, you know what I mean? You see the humanitarian side of it. They look all benevolent, like they're just doing something out their heart. But you see it's something in that, that because, see, the devil, he's a schemer. And he always see things 30 and 40 years down the line. He don't live day to day. He's scheming for the long haul. So when he gave the churches this thing, oh, no taxes, he made them, he put them in pocket with the state. That's the part they don't tell you. So now Rome and the state is the same thing now. Like I, I mean, like Rome and the state and in the church is all the same now. How can all y'all be in bed together? It doesn't even really make sense. But see, that's what comes with doing the deal with him. It's something always. So they call it the fine print, beloved. Look how devilish this person is. They make up rules. They, they, they don't even follow the rules they make up themselves. They give you a contract or something. Everything is in big, bold letters. And then they put the real details in the fine print. Just to say, well, we gave it to you. It was just in the fine print. So our elders would say the devil is in the details. That's the fine print. But see, everything that follows him is corruption. It's disproportionate. It's captivity involved. It's always a side effect with doing business with him. You're going to get reparations from him at what cost? It's going to come with a cost. Now, we have to get on our game and start looking 50, 60, 70 years down the line. Look, what was it? Four or five years ago? What was that? China, the Asian world. The Asian world. Korea and Japan and China, they coming out. They said, man, we got a 200-year plan. I said, well, goddamn, a 200-year plan? What do the American Negro got? What is his plan? He don't got no plan. Just think about, we just, you got to just put this in your mind. What is the American Negro's plan for the next 200 years? He don't have a plan. He's following around Massa. Massa got the plan. But if he give you something, 
there's something associated with that. Oh yeah, we'll give you the section eight. Don't don't bring the man up in here. I mean, we give it to you. Don't don't bring the man in here. Well, that's fine. I don't want no man. Then he come out with another stipulation because see the man that he put out the house. The truth be told, he really wasn't hitting on shit anyway. So you said okay, as the woman said, well I don't need that goddamn man. He ain't nothing anyway. And you know what he came back and said? Well, don't get a good job either. Because the minute you get a good job, that's going to affect yo. See, that's you dealing with the devil now. So you got sisters don't want to really do the forty hours no more. They're trying to leave work at 35 hours. They're trying to VTO because they scared if they go over that threshold, that financial threshold, and then they get laid off. Their babies are screwed. So they race into the bottom to not do well. But look what they did to deal with. See, it's always side effects with doing deals with him. Right now, they got one of our own sisters, man. Our East Indian sister, Kamala Harris. She sold her soul. She can be reformed. We love her. She can come back. She's in Africa offering aid to our people on the continent. But you do if but in order to get this aid now, somebody gotta put that pickle in their butt now. Because that's what she's saying. Somebody gotta come over here and be willing to get that pickle. Right? Come on now. We let's talk now. You gotta get that pickle in your ass and you wanna get this money. She's pushing homosexuality to our people. And we know, beloved, as men, see, the lesbians don't get the bigger. It's not a real big backlash with two women going along with each other. We almost turned the cheek to that, to be real. She's asking the men to go along with this, though. Right? And if that's not their culture, beloved, that's just not their culture. They're totally against it. You respect it. You move on. Well, we'll pull back the aid. See, it comes with something when you deal with them. Now... This is what history is showing us. It comes with the side effect with dealing with this devil. So he's going to give you reparations at what cost? Am I? And he just going to cut the check and say, "Well, be blessed and enjoy. Go have a good time." It's going to come with no. Come on, beloved. He don't give nobody nothing without a side effect. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen, beloved. We're going to leave it there. Man, we're going to leave it there, man. <laughs> we're going to leave it right there, goddamn. Dog went all through Oklahoma killing black folks and red folks because they was living good. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. They went through Tulsa Memorial Day weekend. Cause that's the thing we do now. We don't really know our history like that. So Memorial Day weekend, we run all down to Miami and everything like that. And it's cool. But they put it in the white newspapers first. Oh, man, the black youth tried to rape and uh, a, a young white woman on the elevator. Huh? Okay, well, go and get the youth and do what you do. your dealing with them. What did the schools and the newspaper uh, companies and the hotels and the banks and the grocery stores, what did they do? With, what did they have to do with all that? Nothing. They didn't want to see you have nothing. They love to see you in them projects, though. See, they love to see you when you was in that project housing. They had to see you there. Because really that project housing, it killed, it, it just stopped. It was the way they can kill two birds with one stone. Because 
they had a problem with white male employment and then they didn't have nowhere to put the Negroes from the South. So when they started building up these project houses all in Chicago, all in Detroit and New York, and they started filling out people up with them, it was the so-called, uh, no, ain't no so-called none. It was the devil that got the contracts to do it. So-called white man. It was the devil that was able to do that. So they killed two birds with one stone. But then at the same time, you're still dealing with the Ku Klux Klan, even up north, because Michigan, I mean, <laughs> they want to make you think that Everything was about Mississippi burning. They put that movie out and all that. But beloved, it was a time where Michigan was, this was the, they had the most membership in the Invisible Empire. It was the largest state for the Ku Klux Klan. Not Alabama, not Mississippi, not Georgia, not the Carolina, Michigan. So you have to think, beloved, we had so many of our people come out these projects with asthma because the contractors was doing Chinese drywall and all this shit that was dangerous, that they knew was dangerous, that they put in the houses on you. Because this is a, see, you dealing with your open enemy, beloved. You know, they was putting lead, the paint was lead and all this old kind of shit. It was chipping out and, man, so many of our people in them projects was coming out with asthma and all kind of lung diseases. And that man knew it from the very beginning. This is what you're dealing with, bro. He gonna give you a check? Okay. <laughs> We're gonna leave it there. <laughs> oh, man. Peace of black power to you, family. Yes, sir, indeed, man. We really appreciate you guys hanging out with us, man. Here on Real Black Contents Fun Podcast. Keep sending the comments. <laughs> Keep sharing and all that good stuff, man. Until next time, this is Big VJ, man. We'll get it with you guys later. Peace.